Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Hello, Stomping Jen. Oh, hi. Hello, listeners. Oh, hi. I am uh, Sawtooth, the host of the Soft Serve podcast. Welcome. And we're doing our 2023 to 2024 holiday special. Can you believe it? Spectacular. There's no spectacular. There's nothing spectacular. We don't do any spectaculars. No, this is not spectacular. In fact, it's just boring. What's the opposite of spectacular? Boring. Whatever that is. This is the 2023 to 2024 holiday boring special. What do you think about that? That doesn't sound like fun. Well, I have a, believe it or not, actually, a long list of things to talk to you about. Oh, great. Related to the holidays, what we've been up to, that sort of thing, okay? What have we been up to? So, well, we'll talk about it once we get into the show, okay? This is just the intro. We don't talk about the actual stuff in the intro or else it's, <laughs> what just, happens in the intro stays what in happen, the intro right exactly what happens in the show stays in the show what happens in the intro what happens know. to that you want to come over here and do something no no all right well i tried all right well let's get on with it shall we yes we shall uh we're recording this on christmas day and it's 8 30 p.m it's, it's getting christmas night as the british say it's getting on in the day why do i anytime i try to do an accent it turns out australian it doesn't matter what i'm trying to do all right let's get a move on. all right okay here we go <laughs> Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Well, Stomping Jen. Yes. This could be it. This could be <laughs> the very last podcast we ever do. Not the last one. Yeah. I, I mean, the last year was not a great year for the podcast. We did a few. A couple, but... I think I said this before in a previous episode. I love not doing the podcast. You have a love-hate relationship with the podcast. No, I don't hate it. I just love being lazy and not doing anything. Mm. As I've tried to explain to people, doing this podcast is like a second job. Mm-hmm. And now that I've sort of fallen into the... Now that we have fallen into the habit of not doing it, I just am feeling very lazy. Mm. So now what do I do? I don't know. All right, well, we're not here to hear me complain about the podcast. <laughs> That's right. We're not, nobody, right. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody cares about that. <clears throat> if they're tuning in, you've already engaged them and they want to hear what we have to say. So telling them that you don't want to do it anymore is probably not a great idea. 
you think? Probably not. All right. Well, um, this is the 2023 to 2024 holiday special, right? So there'll be a theme that runs through this episode. We're going to talk to holiday about holiday related things. Christmas. Ooh, holiday. Yeah. Christmas, New Year's, that sort of thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be the, the topic of the day. But I did want to start out with a couple of things. Great. Right. Just to check so in. So glad you came prepared. Yep. Just to check in with our listeners. Um, there's no end to the hiatus in sight. We will publish episodes whenever I successfully badger you into doing one. And um, why are you staring at me that way? I have nothing to say. Well, I feel like I feel like um, all I do is badger you. Hey, Jen, you want to do a podcast? Sure. You want to do a podcast? I'm up for it. Okay. All day goes by. All day goes by. No mention of podcast. Oh, well, I guess we're not doing a podcast, Jen. Well, I'm just saying it feels like I have to drag you kicking. You didn't even ask me. I asked you three times. We went over this. We don't have to argue about this right now. But People tune in just to hear us argue. They do. They love it. Okay. Well, um, I did ask you three times. and uh, I, I never was, said no. I was not successful in convincing you. Did I say no once? You, you don't have to say no to let me know you don't want to do something. I don't understand what that means. You can send other types of signals. Like what? Um... All sorts of signals. Like what? Just like when I mentioned to you in the morning, hey, I want to do a podcast, and you don't say anything to me. Like, in my mind, you'll be like, oh, hey, remember this morning you mentioned you wanted to do a podcast? Well, you know what? I, I think I'm in I'm think I'm in the mood to do a podcast. <laughs> I want you to initiate. You're, you're asking me to engage in podcast foreplay? Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> no. I want a little podcast foreplay. No. Why? No. If you want to do it, just ask me. Why? And then we'll do it. Uh, why am I the one who has to initiate the podcasting? <laughs> you know why. Why? It's your project. Can we have a signal? You know, like, can you have a special signal you give me <laughs> when you're ready to... sock on the doorknob. Yeah, like when you're ready to podcast, <laughs> you wear like a, maybe a robe of a certain kind. <laughs> a or... robe. Yeah, or a certain As t-shirt. As if I own any robes. Yeah, or a certain t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do me a favor. Put that. Put the mic right in front of you. Pull the mic down. You don't have to move your head. Just move the mic so it's in front of your mouth. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm going to task you with that. I'm going to ask you. Do, we should do soft serve podcast bingo. What's bingo? How many times <laughs> soft tooth asks me to move the microphone? It's just annoying me that after 200 episodes, you still can't figure it out. Like, you think the microphone against your nose is the right place for it, as though you speak out of your nose. All right. Anyways, um, so yeah, I'm just saying it would be nice if you initiated once in a while. That's all. Hey, baby. Leave me walking around with... A swollen feeling of wanting to podcast. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? No. Uh, you just better be careful. I'm going to go out and find another podcast host. <laughs> Good luck. 
somebody who wants to podcast with me. <laughs> Good luck. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, could you imagine what happens if I do, you know, sneak out and find a new podcast host and that that dialogic intercourse is just so incredible that I go off and I end this podcast and I start a new podcast. Okay. You're okay with that? <laughs> You're going to cheat on me with another person? I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I don't know what we're talking about. All right, what's your list? The you meta- got a list. The metaphor has sort of um, confused me now. Right. I feel like you're ready to leave me in real life. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, what do you got on there? Okay. Um, what do I have on here? Um, <clears throat> just a quick update on some stuff we've been up to. Um, let's see. Uh, there's not actually been a lot. I actually looked at our calendar since the last episode we did back in November. Um, and we've been all of our free time until recently has been taken up with our son Ted's play that he did. Like, it's just been, it's been consuming all of our free time. And we like, did the hot chocolate run, and then there was the play. Well, tell them, what's the hot chocolate run? People don't know what that is. What is it? It's just a race the kids ran in as a fundraiser for the National Honor Society. I mean, the fundraiser was for Safe Passage, which is a organization that um, raises money for... Um, helping to serve uh, folks who are victims of domestic abuse. Where is Safe Passage located? Northampton. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to, um, a couple of things. Um, If you're just starting to listen to this and you're getting bored listening to Stomping Jen talk about the hot chocolate run, some things we are going to be talking about here. Um, I've been doing some research and I've come up with a list of reasons why I believe the Christmas story is actually caused by human alien contact. Okay. What are you previewing? The yeah, content? I'm previewing just so people know what's coming up in this episode. I'm going to review the resolutions I made last year and give an update on those Then I'm going to talk about resolutions for the coming year. Okay. Those are the big focuses of this show. Those two things, okay? That's why it's the holiday special. Those are special. three things you just said. What three things? You what, said... What three? You said holiday. I'll wait. I'll wait. Go ahead. I said a- reasons why I think Christmas was actually caused by contact with aliens. Right. And then resolutions. You said you were going to review the resolutions from last year. Yeah. And then you were going to talk about resolutions for this year. Yeah, but that's a different thing. Right, there are three things. Okay. Um, so, anyway. You know how to count. Okay, so um, that's the that's the preview. I wanted to give a preview. Okay. Okay, just so people know what we're going to be talking about. Um, all right, so we were preparing for this play. Uh, you mentioned we did this. Uh, we had to get the kids to this this hot chocolate run for this safe passage in Northampton, Massachusetts. Right, that's a group that, like you said, tries to stop domestic violence. That's a pretty good cause. Mm-hmm. I like that hot chocolate run, except for this year it was raining. Yeah, the entire time. <laughs> what do you want me? Do you want me to talk about the rain? Yeah, what did you think? About I didn't the rain? realize that there was more to say about the rain. You didn't. No. All right. 
Okay. Um, it, was it was raining. It was miserable weather. Yeah, but people seem to still come mm-hmm. to this race. There's lots of people there. And uh, they seem to be having a good time and mm-hmm. enjoying the race. I had a good time. All right. Good. I'm glad you did. I was You miserable. didn't have a good time? No, I didn't enjoy it. I should have walked in it this year. Well. Give me something to do. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. I just stood around there. Um, all right. So the other thing that happened um, in terms of holidays was Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Right? We celebrate Hanukkah, mm-hmm. right? In addition to sort of observing Christmas, although not really. We didn't really. No. Um, what did you think about this year's Hanukkah celebration? Um, it was nice. It was very busy because Ted was in this play, so there was lots of rehearsals. There was lots of things we had to do. Yeah. But we did go to a Hanukkah party at the synagogue. That was fun. Um, Did you get your fill of latkes? We made latkes once. Yeah. They came out good. Right, but we ate them at this Hanukkah party we went to. No, but it, yes, but we also made them here at the house. Yeah, but that's not what I asked you. I just asked you if you got your fill of yeah. latkes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, we had latkes, we lit the menorah, we gave out presents, okay. we received presents. Right. And then it was over. Yeah. How did you feel you did on the receiving presents end of things? What? You mean, what did I get? Or did I like what I got? Well, I'm just asking a question. How do you How do you feel you did on the receiving of presents? I think I did well. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you get? <laughs> what did I get? I got yeah. some books and some earrings and a Max Crisp Technology Air Fryer. A ninja air fryer. Uh-huh. And a Dutch oven. Oh, a Dutch oven. Mm-hmm. We've used that twice now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get the uh, Le Creuset. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, I say La Crusette. I know people who speak French will be angry at me for saying it that way, but I don't speak French, so that's how I say it. Um but I got the Amazon version, mm-hmm. right? And so I know people are going to be mad at me for buying Amazon. People hate Amazon. I don't like Amazon as a company, honestly, but I buy stuff from there almost every day because <laughs> it's so convenient. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we've cooked two meals in this Dutch oven. It's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like it. I got you a green one. I didn't get the color I wanted because it was a purple because it was a present for you. I got you a color I thought you would like. Green. You should have got a color that matches our uh, kitchen decor. Well, I thought I I thought you would like green, so that's what I got. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, and then you got you've been asking for an air fryer forever, Mm -hmm. and I've sort of been like, not another fucking appliance. Right, that's never going to get used, and it's still sitting in a box <laughs> on the floor. Well, we haven't had, I've only had it for like a week. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing what you'll do with this air fryer. Um, the other thing we got, I sort of bought for everybody this year, was I I did upgrade our TV. Mm-hmm. We have an almost ten year old TV, and the new TVs are there are amazing and very cheap. So I decided to get a new one mm-hmm. and a new uh, sound system, which is way better than the old one we have. 
So we've been enjoying that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's been good. Um, but it was a pretty successful Hanukkah. What'd you, you get think? for Hanukkah? How'd you do on the receiving end of your Hanukkah? What did I get? I was just, I was <laughs> secretly afraid you were going to ask me that question. All right, let me see if I can remember. I won't remember every day, everything that you got me every day. Uh, you got me a hat. <laughs> What's so funny? I've wear, been wearing that hat. Mm-hmm, you I, have. I like the hat. You got me a hat. You get me any books? Did you get me? Um, you got me a hat. Um, you didn't get me socks. I did get you socks and pajama pants. You got me socks. I got everybody socks. What socks did you get me? Hanukkah socks. Oh right, you did. Okay, that's why I said that. Okay, you got me Hanukkah socks. You got me some fuzzy pants with some kind of snow monster on it. With some kind of snow monster. What? It's the Bumble. Oh, it is? I thought it was just a Yeti. It's the Bumble? Didn't oh. we get you Bumble pants? All right, let me say, let me give you this. Um, You're kidding you. right now, right? So you got me uh, Bumble pajamas. Let's see, you got me... Trying to think. AirPods. Oh right, yeah, the yeah AirPods. Massage Air- gift, gift certificate. Yeah, I did pretty good this year. <laughs> I can't believe you don't remember the things I got you. I just did. I'm not going to buy you anything next year. Forget it. Is that the point of buying me gifts? Is that I will no? But be you able should to, like be able to recall what it is that I gave you. I'll be able to remember them on a podcast. Well, I'm sorry. I got you a Bono and a Snoop Dogg Funko. Yeah, we got to talk about these pop Funkos. There's too many in this house. I got you Sasquatch alien-related paraphernalia. Sasquatch alien paraphernalia? Yeah, those glasses that are right there. Oh, cups, yeah. They're not, they're glasses. Yeah, like drinking glasses. Yeah, like pint glasses. Not like spectacles. And And an ornament and... I got you all those candles. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm really, truly appreciative. I just, my short-term memory is shot. It's all the melatonin I've been taking at night. It's blasted my short-term memory. I think I need to stop taking melatonin. Um, anyways, I think it was a pretty good Hanukkah, right? <laughs> you seem upset. Are you truly upset? It's like... This is why I don't like holidays. I, People put a lot of thought and effort into like purchasing things, and oh then God, you I can't did, even recall. I didn't what it is that was purchased for you. I didn't. Okay, I want you to tell me every single item I got you. Okay. First night onward. First night there was um. What was the first night? There were Paul Frank pants. They were out of order. It doesn't matter what order they all came in. They were Paul Frank pants. I got two books, two pairs of earrings. I got the air fryer. How many is that? Two two books. No, there were three books. No, two books. Two books, two pairs of earrings. You know the pants. 
the air fryer. That's six. This is why I shouldn't do holidays, because you put so much thought into it, and people can't remember. You can't remember either. I can. No, you can only remember six things. There are two more. What are they? I'm going to remember them. Stop making the chirping sounds. All right, can we move on? Have I proved my point? You're just as bad as me. No, I remembered six. Hold on. What else did you get me? It Let's see if you can remember. It doesn't matter. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> this is the point. Wait, let me see if you can remember the other two things. The, oh, the Dutch oven, which we already talked about. That's seven. I feel like there was another book. There must have been three books. No, the air fryer. We talked about that, too. Fryer. I said the air fryer. I don't know. I honestly can't remember. I think it was something else big. I can't remember. It was nothing else big. Yeah. All right, can we move on from this and talk about something fun? <laughs> so the thing I want to talk about... <laughs> I'm going to talk about something. Yeah, the thing I want to talk about with you is um, we have some friends who... Um, graciously invited us to a cocktail party mm-hmm. at their house mm-hmm. and you um bought this really spectacularly flashy jacket mm-hmm. it was like gold right and it was all sparkly um it was amazing and you were like uh you said to me so um it's been requested that we dress up for this cocktail party and you know me, I do not like to dress up at all, right? And so you told me this, and I immediately descended into a funk. Yeah, I know. And you... And you like to pretend that you were not in a funk. And you got really mean to me. You were like, you're like, you're walking around here like a ghost, and you are just pouting. Is this and, your therapy? And you're like, we're going to this party, and you're going to dress up. You're like, you're my accessory, and (laughs) I'm wearing this jacket, and I need you to look nice, and you have to put on a suit and a tie and a jacket, and and we've been asked to dress up, and I was like, okay, fine. I finally caved in and conceded. I'll put on the goddamn suit, and I did. I found a a tie I thought complemented your nice jacket, and... um, you know, one of the other things you told me, you reassured me, everybody else will be dressing up for this this cocktail party because it's a requirement. So we get there. I show up. I'm the only dope in a suit. The only one. Everyone else is wearing jeans, t-shirts, sweatshirts. And I'm sitting there like a dope in a suit. Can I just say something? Please, go on. I think once in a blue moon. Yes. It's nice to get dressed up, not for the person whose party you're going to, but for me. Well, I feel you tricked me. I didn't trick you. You did. I was dressed up and I I didn't tell you what to wear. I said, I want, I demanded that you find an outfit that complimented what I was wearing and that you would not come in your jeans and your t-shirt. And I think that that was fair, and I think that that. But that's you not where you nice. That's not where you started. You started with it's a requirement to be dressed up. 
Yeah. Well, the hostess. Yes. Wanted everyone to dress up. It's not. I can't force anybody else to get dressed up. Fine. So we get there to this party. You know, you're receiving raves for your sparkly jacket. And you received raves. And people were nice to me. Um, but I feel like a lot of people are looking at me like, why is this guy wearing a suit? Um, and so we get there and, you know, I, I said to the hostess's husband, I was like, look, you got to go put on a suit. I cannot be the only person here wearing a suit. Please, I'm begging you, go put on a suit. And so he's like, okay, I'll go do it. And he ran off um, somewhere into the recesses of their home and emerged wearing a suit. So thankfully, I wasn't the only person wearing a suit at the end of the day, at the end of the evening. You looked fairly nice. Well, um, be that as it may, it was a lovely cocktail party. I had a lot of fun, despite having to leave in the middle of it to go get this uh, this Ted of <laughs> ours, this son of ours, and pick him up from this play. Mm-hmm. That play has been interrupting everything. Anyways, so... Um, that was the cocktail party fiasco. It wasn't a fiasco. Well, the everything leading up to it was a fiasco. You tricking me. I didn't trick you. Into wearing a suit. Again, I did not trick. I demanded. Well, I'm sort of, apparently I'm just some sort of um, mannequin. Mannequin 2. Did they make that yet? Yeah. All right, if they make Mannequin 3, I'm going to audition. And I'm going to come in and tell this story of how I was forced to wear a suit. I think once in a blue moon you can wear a nice outfit. You never want to dress up when we go to dinner. You don't either. I always want to, and sometimes I do, and you don't get dressed. And you say, oh, I'm not going to dress up. And I say, fine, whatever. Nobody- sometimes it's nice to dress up for each other. Okay. I don't disagree, but... Um, How many times do you dress up for me? I just did. Because I yelled at you. <laughs> Literally yelled at you. I know. I know, I got scared when you yelled at me. <laughs> I saw a flash of something in your eyes that I don't usually see. <laughs> I was really mad. I know. Straight, straightened me right out. You notice that? I was very mad. I know you were. It straightened me right out. I got that suit on. I ran upstairs. I put that suit on. <laughs> you didn't exactly run upstairs. And I came springing out of our bedroom. <clears throat> there was a little bit more sulking happening downstairs. I came springing out of our bedroom. I said, look, look at me. I'm wearing a suit. No. And I even got a long wool jacket. Did you notice that? To complete the, um, to complete the uh, ensemble that I had put on sometimes it's nice to just get fancy yeah but i don't think i could really look fancy with this long hair and beard of mine do you know it's like literally like putting um a suit on a pig stop right i don't know why you do that well people don't see this is the problem being a man in contemporary society right anyone with um a man with very long hair like mine is now. It's down to my 
you know, past my shoulders now, down in the middle of my back. And a long beard is looked at like some kind of scoundrel. That's just what people see, right? Then add these tattoos that I have. I mean, I'm working against some pretty um, stiff but unfair cultural norms here. Do you know what I mean? Just because I have long hair and a beard. So there's not much I can do. I mean, like I said, you can you can put a um, a tuxedo on a pig, and nobody's gonna be like, "Hey, look at how awesome that pig looks." They're gonna be like, "Oh, what is that pig doing wearing a tuxedo?" Nobody looks at Jason Momoa and thinks he's a scoundrel. Okay, but he's also Jason Momoa. Okay, he's got he's got long hair and a beard, but he's got pectorals. So does and, Chris Hemsworth sometimes? Okay, but they have pectorals and abs, not so, not tits and a belly. Oh my God, for real? Yeah, they have tits and a belly too. Are you saying I have tits and a belly? How dare you? <laughs> just saying, and you literally have. I can't believe you just said I have tits and a belly. You know what I. You know what I'm saying? Everybody you, has the same parts. You were supposed to say you have pectorals and abs, like, <laughs> just like Momoa and um, Hemsworth. All right. Well, let's not go to Dreamland. <laughs> Dreamland? You bastard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So that was that was that was the first. Um, holiday fiasco that no. e- but it, that one ended well that mm-hmm. one ended well mm-hmm. now there's another one that happened that didn't end well that you got mad at me about too there was another fiasco well you went out to dinner with um these girlfriends of yours uh-huh. this group of girls that you hang out with um and it was like a annual holiday dinner mm-hmm. you went out to that and then you came back and you smelled literally like a gigantic (laughs) five foot ten clove of garlic that had been fermenting in the sun for a year you got within five feet of me i have very sensitive um olfactory nerves and glands so i smell things you got within five feet of me i was like oh my god what did you eat and i tried not to say anything it was so strong and overwhelming. We we went to bed, and you're laying there on me, like with your head on my shoulder. And I was I had my head my head off to the side, pointed away <laughs> from you. And I was I was trying to get the fresh air, <laughs> like I was trying I was breathing deeply to try to get a stream of air in, you know, fresh air. And then you burped <sighs> with your head on my shoulder. You like. <laughs> Like all of that fucking garlic came up out of your stomach. And I literally gagged and almost threw up in my mouth. And I was like, that's it. I can't stand this any longer. I was like, you stink. I don't know what you ate. I can't bear this. Get away from me. And I sent you off to the other side of the bed and you got mad. You were so mad at me. You're like a vampire. You were like offended though. Now, what is this dish you ate? Again, we're gonna have to talk about this for another twenty minutes. I just want to know what the dish was. So I told you they it was garlic on everything. The dish was called garlic on no, everything. There literally was garlic on everything. 
Well, on the off chance, and I know they don't listen to this, but on the off chance that any of your friends listen to this episode, I need to know if any other spouses put up the fit that I put up with about this smell of garlic. It was so strong. It was like oozing out of your skin. Garlic does that, apparently. Well, I don't smell after eating garlic. Depends how much garlic you eat. I don't think I smell bad ever, honestly. (laughs) You're funny. Do I? I don't know. Do I? Yeah, after you eat a shit ton of garlic. Do I smell bad otherwise? After you go out all night and you eat dish after dish of garlic and you come home, you stink like garlic, yes. Do you smell otherwise? Well, when you sweat, you smell like grapefruits. I don't know why you think that. That's what you smell like to me when you sweat. You think it smells bad. You've said, you go, oh, I stink. I need to shower. But I just smell grapefruits and it doesn't bother me because I like grapefruits. (laughs) So you're like a big grapefruit to me. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I wonder if I went blind. If you could smell If I would start seeing you as a talking grapefruit. Oh my God. Whenever you talked. Do you know what I mean? Mm-mm. Like, cause I um, I would just wonder that sometimes. Well, okay. Anyways, that was the second holiday fiasco. Mm-hmm. Was the garlic incident? Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. I didn't it, realize it was a fiasco. I told you it was a fiasco, and we got into a little argument over it. You yelled at me. All right. What else is a fiasco? You did. You yelled at me. Um. That's all I have. Oh, okay. Um, the only other thing I wanted to touch on here was um, even though we don't observe, really observe Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, we've been listening to a lot of Christmas music. Mm-hmm. Um, Space Unicorn, our daughter, really has been pushing it on me this year. And so I've just been driving around. Everywhere I go, I listen to this Christmas music. Will you stop now that it's over? Yeah, absolutely. Don't you think, though? Have mm-hmm. you noticed that? We've been listening to a lot of Christmas music. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? I don't care. I thought you hated it. I don't hate it. It's no. just... It's not my holiday. Once you said you hated Christmas music. <clears throat> I mean, I was subjected to it. I used to work in retail. That's right. You didn't like it then. I mean, like, dislike. Some of the songs are really good. Mm-hmm. All I want for Christmas is good. I really like that. Um, I've listened to it now a couple of times, and I uh, read the lyrics, that Santa baby. Mm-hmm. I like that. Because <laughs> it's all it's like about unabashed uh, materialism. That's, that's why you like it? Yeah. Santa baby. And that woman. Who sings that? I don't know. It's kind of hot, though. Would it be weird if I told you I was sort of aroused when I was listening to that song? Did you want to buy her things? A little bit. She wanted a <laughs> platinum mine, though, in the song. She asked for a platinum mine. I'm like, oh, I can't afford that. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. I don't have much. Yeah. But anyways... Um, but we don't know who sings it. No, I'm just probably dead. Don't you think? I mean, likely. Isn't that an old song? Yeah. Santa baby, hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa baby. No, enough. That's not erotic at all. I'm not trying to be erotic. 
You're trying to do something over there. I'm just singing the song. Mm -hmm. That's how she sings it. Okay, so you didn't find that erotic, huh? No. All right, so I'm going to cross Santa Baby off of our sexual four playlist. Okay. I will not sing that to you. Sounds great. Okay. You don't seem amused at Santa Baby. I got you a skull planter. You're still, this is why you're not engaged with me. You're still trying to prove a point by remembering what gifts you gave me. All right, you got one more to remember, okay? Here, I'll get, this will make you feel better. You remembered seven of the eight gifts I gave you. Congratulations. I got you extra gifts. Are we done yet? No. Okay. Well, you sit there and you try to remember every single gift. I think gift I told you, you everything me. I gave you. All right. Um, all right. So let's get to, let's get to the first thing I wanted to talk about here. I've been doing research. You're always okay? doing research. So I have I have a theory that Christmas, the Christmas legend, the Christmas story was not created by early christians to wipe out the solstice no no i don't think so i believe that the christmas story is a result of early contacts between human beings and aliens alien santa clauses you're making a joke of this but this is dead serious i told you i've been doing research um and I think, I think the narrative of the birth of Jesus Christ is actually due to contact between human beings in the Middle East and extraterrestrials. And I'm going to tell you why now. Okay? You ready to hear? Mm-hmm. I've been researching this for weeks, and I wanted just to... Because this is the holiday special, just touch on this, okay? Um, so let's start with the Star of Bethlehem. You know what that is, right? That is the star that guided Isn't the... Isn't the North Star? Hmm? No, it's the, it's the star that led the Magi to the Jesus, right? Okay. Okay, that's what it is. Um, now... If you examine the historical record of UFOs, from this point forward, I'm going to call them UAP, because that's what we call them now. Unidentified anomalous phenomena, okay? That was aerial. No, they changed it because they're observed in the oceans and in space, okay? And on land. Um, the, um, the characteristics of the Star of Bethlehem, right? How it's described actually mirrors descriptions of UAP and UFOs over the last 80 years or so. Suggesting, so this sort of suggests that the Star of Bethlehem itself very well may have been a UFO or a UAP, okay? Okay. So that's the first piece of evidence in my hypothesis that the story of Jesus is due to contact with aliens. Okay? Okay. Star of Bethlehem. Got Check. Um, let's talk about the virgin birth. Okay? How is that possible? Now, 
there are lots of people who want to run around and say, oh, well, Mary was just sleeping around on Joseph, right? I don't believe that for a second. I actually believe that the virgin birth, in air quotes, was actually alien-generated genetic manipulation. Okay. Well, we all know that there wasn't artificial insemination like we have now, right? That's genetic manipulation. I believe that Mary Magdalene was artificially inseminated by aliens. You seem skeptical of all of this. All right, what else do you have? Well, I'm interested in your thoughts about that. I have zero thoughts. Why? This is groundbreaking. <laughs> I am I am unveiling a hypothesis here that if the right people hear it, may shift the course of history. Okay, what's the next thing on your list? Okay, so virgin birth is due to artificial insemination by aliens. Okay. Okay, I don't think the aliens fucked Mary. I don't think that's what happened. Just saying. I think the aliens have standards. Okay. Um, Okay. Uh, um, uh, In and around this story of the Jesus birth, right? We have visitations by angels. Okay. Um, And I think it is a reasonable interpretation that instead of there being, you know, uh, angels from heaven, that these angels were actually extraterrestrials who came down in their crafts and communicated with the people at the time. Mm -hmm. And the physical descriptions of these angels bear a striking resemblance to the physical um, descriptions of accounts of extraterrestrial encounters. Chew on that for a minute. I've chewed. Okay, what next? Why are you bored by this? It's (laughs) pissing me off. I've spent a long time... (laughs) putting this together okay angels biblical angels are actually aliens why the fuck doesn't anyone care what's next all right um so in the biblical narrative of jesus jesus's birth and the the events surrounding his birth um there are suggestions that time didn't function like it should have. And I really believe this is indicative of the sort of um, disruptions in time that people who experience alien abductions report. Right? So these, these time anomalies, right, are actually due to alien abductions. What's the time anomaly here? Okay. Right now? No, that you're referring to. Um, I mean, like he, Jesus was born in the springtime. I mean, you pick you pick your time anomaly. The story is full of them, right? Okay. Um, but that certainly could be an example. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, now the gifts of the magi, right? Um, 
reported to be gold, frankincense, and and uh, mirror. What the fuck is mirror? <laughs> um, now, um, these were incredibly extravagant gifts, right? And nobody quite understands how these supposed magi got them, but they might actually be kind of symbols and representations of um, gifts given by aliens. Okay. Okay. That seems like a stretch, that one. It's not a stretch. Okay. It's not a stretch at all. I think, um, I think, I think this is, a, this is an important this part is the of the bur- hypothesis. The bur- okay. Um, so this is interesting too. Um, in the biblical account of Jesus's birth, there are lots of, there are lots of reports of angels singing in the heavens, right? Um, Aliens. And, and the sounds of harmonious frequencies, right? Aliens. And lights surrounded these angels. So one of the things we hear reported about um, uh, UAP or UFOs, pick your term, um, is that they produce harmonious frequencies um, when people see them. So I'm just suggesting that perhaps this is just another piece of evidence here that Aliens were involved here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, another thing, um, when Jesus was born, there was reports of um, light phenomena, right? And energy um, occurring. Um, and we might be able to interpret these as potentially um, being caused by extraterrestrials. Um, Reports of UFOs, right, made by people who see them, uh, usually include some kind of talk about luminous displays of light. Um, And it's possibly even that that Christmas star we talked about earlier itself just might be some form of illuminated alien technology. A craft, um, a sphere, an orb, something like that. Okay? You don't seem convinced. I really thought you would be convinced by all of this. What else do you got? Um, You got like 12 pages there. So... um, the shepherds, you know the shepherds? No. Um, well, there were some shepherds um, who received divine communication about the birth of Jesus. Aliens. Right? Um, and this sort of parallels what people who encounter extraterrestrials experience, which is telepathic communication. Often people who encounter um, aliens report that the aliens speak directly into their heads. Mm-hmm. They don't have mouths sometimes and they transmit thoughts directly to them and, and communicate sort of these big important ideas to them. Like your people are destroying the planet. You shouldn't be using nuclear weapons. Right. And maybe, you know, Maybe they were trying to do something with this whole divine birth Jesus thing. And so anyways, part of this was they communicated, you know, telepathically into the brains of these shepherds. Okay. Anyways, 
I think it's I think it's a reasonable conclusion. Is that it? That these shepherds? No, fuck no. That's only eight. How many do you have? Two more. Um, two more. Two more points to support my hypothesis okay. about why the birth of Jesus is actually caused by aliens. Okay. Um, let's see. So there are many similarities between the Christmas story, right? And stories from other cultures about divine births, um, which include elements of uh, these celestial phenomena, right? Which sort of match up and line up to what people who report seeing UFOs now report. Go figure that out, right? And so maybe these aliens were flying all around, you know, the planet back then, um, you know, doing these divine births for some reason to try to inspire humanity and set up these stories for us to believe in, right? Now, why would they want to do that? Do you have any ideas? <laughs> no idea you seem so bored <laughs> what else like this have? is the last thing you expected to have to talk about in the <laughs> well, holiday is, special what is what is the 10 thing um well it's just what i said the last point is sort of what i was jumping to in my um expounding upon the parallel narratives element right um, that we see in other cultures um, around the planet, um, which is that maybe the aliens were trying to do something to impact human culture, right, over the millennia. Maybe they're trying to drive us towards something. Um, Our own destruction, but probably. No, but maybe, no, no. How cynical of you. <laughs> Sorry. The way I see it, is maybe they were creating these parallel myths across the planet to unite us. Oh, really? Yeah, but because we're so? because we're stupid fucking people, you know, we didn't get the message, right? Anyway, so I'm just going to say I think there's a lot of evidence here that I've just presented to you. Oh, you've won me over. Aliens it is. I know you're laughing. I'm not. Now I'm laughing. But we've talked about this. I mean, you have. I've showed it to you. I've sent you the articles from CNN. I love you so much. From other news sources where our government has admitted UFOs are real. Okay, great. We, the, the, you know what else is real? The government just passed a Defense Authorization Act that includes references to non-human intelligences visiting this planet. I know I sound nuts, and well, it doesn't you help me. Talk to people who it doesn't help me to share the passion for this topic. You're going to share you. it. I'm going to make not. you. I do not. I do not care. I love you. It doesn't help that we just watched. This documentary last night for three hours, you kept me up till two in the morning about cults, and it included talks about aliens. I love you. Admit are you, it. Are you telling me that you're in a cult? Was that a sex cult? 
Because I might go join it. <laughs> no. Well, one of the women in it was kind of hot. All right. I'm sorry, I don't share your enthusiasm. I don't know how we can, I don't know. I'm, we're going to need to do some soul searching here. All right. Well, um, let's see. Did I cover everything? Okay. Yep. That's the, those are the alien hypotheses. Okay. <laughs> Bastard. Um, I thought I was on to something. Don't be mad at me. All right. Um, okay, folks. Um, well, if anybody out there listening to this actually wants to talk about this with me, let me know. I want to do it an alien-focused episode of the podcast. Okay? Please reach out to me. All right. Um, let's see. Let's transition into talking about the, uh, the the year changing. Okay? So we're going from 2023 to 2024, right? Oh, I'm fucking hot. I have to take off my shirt. Here, keep talking. Hold no, on. No, 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 no. Yeah, hold on. I don't know why you do that. I'm just that. taking off my long sleeve shirt. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? What? I'm hot. Hold on. Okay. Whew. Man, why is it so hot in here? It's not. Is my heating pad on? Are you okay? Huh? Are you having a stroke? What is happening over no, there? No, don't joke about strokes. It's not funny. Okay, you ready? All right, so um, we belong to Apple Music, right? <laughs> we absolutely belong to Apple Music. <laughs> they own us. You have a problem with the way I said that? Okay, so um, every year Apple um, tells you what the, your top music of the year was. All right, it's just like the Spotify app that does the same thing. Um, hold on. I'm drinking Christmas tea. Did you know that? No. You bought this shit from Marshall's for like a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's called... Spiced Christmas tea. I got you eight nights of Hanukkah tea. That was your last present. Fuck, why did I talk about tea? (laughs) You remembered all of them. I did. Oh, no. How many did I remember? I don't know. I think I remembered all of them. Okay. No, you remembered like one. The hat. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you what my top music of the year was, okay? Uh-huh. From, I'm going to, let's go from, I'm going to throw in a bonus, number 11 down to number one. Coming in at number 11, my top most listened to artist was Phoebe Bridgers. Congratulations. I like her. I like to listen to her in the shower. Do you have my list also? No, I don't what? have your list. Well, maybe people don't care what kind of music you listen to. Anyways, uh, number 11, Phoebe Bridgers. Number 10, Nine Inch Nails. I don't know how you got Nine Inch Nails on there. You're not... See, you are just the worst kind of fanboy. You think you're the only one who likes something. I listen to Nine Inch Nails. I will sit here and listen to it. What album? Huh? Uh, the Future. The what? What's the... um? The Forgotten? The Fragile? The Fragile. That one. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. And um, that other one, the uh, Pretty Hate Machine. I like that one. But The Fragile is my favorite. That's a good album. Yeah. 
but you're not the only person who I didn't likes say I'm the snails. only person. I'd never heard you. I've never walked in here or heard you listening to music and heard you listening to Night Snails. Brace yourself. Uh, Tool. Mm-hmm. Tool was my number nine. Okay. You're mm-hmm. not the only one who likes Tool. Um, number eight, John Coltrane. Number seven, Pink Floyd. Number nine. You're going backwards. What's after seven? What's before seven? Six? Six. Six, uh, Jenny Lewis. What's before six? Five, Wu-Tang Clan. Four, Peter Gabriel. Three. You want to guess who three was? No. Eminem. Two, Roger Waters. Number one, Taylor Swift. Hmm. Right? That's my list. Now I'm going to have to get mine. What was yours? I have to find it. Can you find it? I can find it. Well, I understand. My, um, I think my number three and two are very controversial while you're looking that up. What were your three and two? Eminem, Eminem, and Roger Waters. Um, Eminem has been accused of being a violent, uh, homophobic misogynist, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And Roger Waters has been accused of being an anti-Semite. Yeah. Now, I don't believe either of those things are true. Mm Mm-hmm. and it gets into this interesting question we've talked about before on the podcast. Um, what do we make of controversial art and artists, right? So, for example, Eminem, I happen to believe, um, if you look at his entire body of work, right, from the Slim Shady LP to the music to be murdered by B-Sides, which is his most recent album at the time of this recording. Um, I believe that the the person behind the character of Eminem, Marshall Mathers, is anything but a violent, homophobic, misogynist. Um, I don't want to say much more than that. I think if you take the body of work in its entirety you cannot jump to that conclusion uh roger waters same thing um i think roger waters as somebody who has been critical of the state of israel and its policies over the years right Um, but he is not an anti-semite I think he has made that very clear a number of times on the record. Um, I think his music backs that up. Anyways, did you find it? Yeah. Okay. I was just trying to burn some time. Oh. I don't think anyone wants to hear me wax on about this. All right. You read your top 11, but I have 15 here. Just read 10. Come on. I can do the 15. All right. Well, People Get, might care about my eclectic musical oh, taste. Oh, I'm sure they do. Go go ahead. All right. 15 was Major Lazer. What? 14 was Tricky. Lager Mazer. 13 was Madonna. What's Lager Mazer? 12 was A Perfect Circle. Can we go back for a second? What? What is Lager Major? Major 
Laser. Oh, major laser. Yeah. All right. Now I'm on my 11th. Or start again. Sorry. Ugh, I didn't understand laser major. 15. Go ahead. Major laser. Major 15, laser major. Okay. 14 was tricky. Tricky. 13 is Madonna. Madonna. Okay. 12 is a perfect circle. Perfect. Okay. 11 is Radiohead. Okay. 10th was Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Okay. Nine was not. I want to clarify, not Les Zeppelin. No, Led Zeppelin. Okay, Les Zeppelin is a um, yes, a, a band of lesbians band of who do Led covers Zeppelin. of Led Zeppelin. Yes. Okay, um, go ahead. Number nine, Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Eight, Beyonce. Okay. Seven, Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. Yeah. Enjoy the silence. Go ahead. Number six is Diplo. Diplo. He's in Major Laser. Yeah. Told you he got wrapped up in a scandal. I, I know I did a not. Sex I scandal. really wish you had not. Sorry, that to me. Go ahead. Number five is Jenny Lewis. Number four is Pussifer. Okay. Number three is Tool. Okay. Number two, two. Taylor Swift. Two, not number one. <laughs> Hold number- on. Let me guess. I can't even imagine what number one is if it's not Taylor Swift. It's not Tool. It's not Pussifer. It has to be Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, it's Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> okay. It had to be. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let me give you one of these. Congratulations uh-huh. on all of that music you listened to. Uh-huh. Um, how do you feel about it? I like my music. Do you think your list says something about you? No, it says what I like to listen to. You don't think it says something about who you are as a person? No. Really? Okay. What does it say about me? I don't don't know. I was talking to a friend recently about Beyonce. Okay. And, you know, a lot of... This is great. I don't have to talk for a minute. Go ahead. (laughs) A lot of Beyonce's music is very racy. Like, very like sexual. sexual? Yeah. Okay. So I was talking to this friend, and she was like, I tried to listen to some Beyonce, but it was, like, too much for me. I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? She's like, it's too much rap or whatever. I'm like, it's not rap. Yeah. I'm like, it's a little raunchy. Does she talk about, like, dripping? She might talk a little bit about dripping and stuff like, like stuff that. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, my current... Does she use the word moist? <laughs> like my current favorite song yeah. um, that I've been listening to mm-hmm. uh, is called Partition. Partition? Yeah. What's that about? It's about driver put up the partitions, please. <laughs> like oh. so that nobody's going to see Beyonce on her knees. <laughs> like those are real lyrics. Huh. Wow. I don't know. It's like 45 minutes to get all dressed up. I don't think we're going to make it to this club. I don't believe that for a second. This is the song. Yeah, I believe that's the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways. I don't think Beyonce's up to that anymore. Anyways, I mean, yeah, this is an album that came out a while ago. So, 
I don't know. We were talking about it. Like I was telling her, my friend, about how this most current album of her is like a pure dance album. It's almost like when Madonna did Vogue. It's like exposed like that whole like genre of music and dancing that was happening in the like in New York City. Is it sexy when I say it? Go ahead. Sorry. I don't know why I'm. This is how I feel when you talk about aliens. By the way. Uh. <laughs> Go ahead. Except I don't sit there and interrupt you and make funny right, sounds. Um, go ahead. Sorry. You're t- you're t- t- say again. Sorry. Go back. I'll be quiet. Anyways, my friend was like, I just I guess I'm just not like a sexual person. <laughs> I was just like And then we were talking about the difference between Taylor Swift and like Beyonce and how like, you know, there's a majority of whiteness at a Taylor Swift concert versus like a majority of black women at a Beyonce concert. Okay. Interesting conversations. To but be like, had. it was just interesting that my friend was like, yeah, I don't think I'm a sexual person. I was just like, all right, like that's an interesting way to think about yourself. Why? Because they don't get turned on by a Beyonce song. No, like they were like, Oh no. And like, they don't th- think of them. Like, I feel like everyone's a sexual creature. Most no. people, unless they're like asexual. There are asexual people. Yes, there are asexual people, boom. I'm going to buy a limousine <laughs> and drive you around in it. I don't even know why I tell you anything. Why? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I thought you would find this an interesting. I do. Problem. I do. I mean, I find it interesting on multiple levels. I'm trying to be careful not to, um, in case your friend listens to this, say too much about their thoughts and feelings about not being a sexual person. I don't want to comment on that aspect of it. So, so I want to step around that. That's um, fair. And because I, I do recognize there are people who um, maybe are asexual, right? Or there are people who, um, you know, are not not asexual, but maybe wouldn't get aroused by song lyrics. Like, just because you don't get aroused by song lyrics doesn't mean you are asexual. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not talking about getting aroused by the sexual content. What she was saying was she doesn't identify with the music because she doesn't think of herself as a sexual person. I was like, you don't need to think of yourself as a sexual person to enjoy the artistry beyond... Behind what Beyonce is doing. Yeah, well, Beyonce does other stuff. Beyonce does other things. She doesn't just sing about right. sex. And then we were talking about the Lemonade album. I don't know. I I personally find the newest, like her Renaissance album, Beyonce's most recent album, yeah. I, I find it fascinating because, like I said, like I learned a lot by watching the film, like how she, they really like went into like the, the current like dance and house and like music and the dance of... She's People dark. Today. Her music has a darkness to it. Yeah. Like a, um, her music feels sinister to me, which is why I like it. Some of it's a little, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. There's something, there's a very, how, what would I compare it to? I don't know. It's just like sometimes the music itself is so, it feels so um, sinister. It makes me uneasy and I like it. <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like the purpose of music and artistry is like to get you to feel something, right? But I'm wondering if that's what she's going for. 
Probably. I mean, she's a tremendous artist. Like, I don't just mean like her voice. I mean, like everything that she does, like the content, like the things that she produces, the way that she, I mean, just like Taylor, like just like these big iconic like stars, like there's a reason that they are able to connect with so many people. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons I love Eminem so much. Right. He like puts on a performance. Not only that is that a lot of his music taps into the darkest recesses of our psyches, I think. Like, he has a whole album when he was coming out of um, almost dying from uh, drug addiction. He wrote this He wrote this entire album that's sort of framed from the perspective of a serial killer, right? And the, the lyrics and the beats are, like, so incredibly dark and twisted. Like, takes you to this place where you, like, begin to feel like a serial killer, when you're listening to it and he sorry i'm gonna be worried about you is sitting down here listening to and he puts on this and he like transforms so like all right i don't want to get too i don't want to geek out too much about this but there's the guy right Mm -hmm. marshall mathers Mm -hmm. who's the artist right um he sometimes represents himself in his songs he's like raps as marshall then there is sometimes then there is eminem Right, who is like another? He's like the main, um, not breaking the fourth wall rapper, right? So, like when Eminem breaks the fourth wall and he starts talking about his life, like that's Marshall. But then there's Eminem, right, who just rap about like whatever. And then there's like the other character that he created, Slim Shady, who is just like raps about the most warped despicable things you can think of right Mm -hmm. and they all kind of sort of have different characteristics to the way they rap and the stuff they talk about and it's it's like endlessly fascinating so anyways on this on the album that a lot of the songs he's kind of like rapping in this fourth persona like this serial killer persona and like I was listening to some interviews where he was talking about this, where he, after he was done recording that album, he was like, I don't know what happened. I like felt possessed. I don't know why I was using that weird accent. Like, cause he uses this like incredibly weird, bizarre accent for the whole album. Right. And he was like, I think that was just me exercising that like part of me out of me. Like mm-hmm. that part that almost died and was yeah. into it. I don't know. It's just like when you begin examining it from that, from when you begin examining the art yeah. from those perspectives, it gets really interesting. I know. That's why I like artists like Nine Snails. Like, right. And the other, I'll just say the last thing I'll say about Eminem, let me just say this, is that in all of recorded music history, he has the single highest word count, unique individual word count of any artist. So he uses more unique words than Bob Dylan, you know, than other people we think of as um, high-minded, um, respectable artists, right? I'm putting that, that those in air quotes. Right, so here's this rapper, right, who, like I said before, a lot of people think it's just this like um, gutter artist who raps about 
you know, misogynistic things, violent things. But he uses, you know, he has the single highest unique word count of any artist ever in history. Right. So, like, there's clearly something more going on there. Right. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I just, I'm using that as an example to back up your points. Oh, thank you. Go ahead. What were you saying? I don't know. Something about Nine Inch Nails. No, I mean, it's the same thing. You listen to him talk about some of his albums. Like, there's a song on The Fragile that he can't play live because it takes him back to that dark place he was when he wrote it. He's just being a pussy. Oh, boy. I'm just joking. You're, you can sit there and talk about um, Marshall Mathers. like Eminem will not sing certain songs, too, ad- now. Addiction, but, you know, Trent Reznor pretty serious Okay, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to come across the table at you. I'm not. You were like, oh, boy. Yes, that's really coming across the table but, at Well, you. okay, rhetorically coming across the table at me. Anyway. But my point is... Um, we were talking about music and artistry and why people connect to certain types of music. And right. I think what that says about you is whether, you know, it doesn't really say that you are, are the embodiment of the artists that you listen to. I think it's that you can appreciate what it is that they're doing. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think we agree on something. Oh my God. It only took us 20 minutes to get here. Uh, hour 13. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> okay, so let's 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 are we done with music? I mean, I could talk about music all the time. You could? Mm-hmm. Do you want to start a music podcast? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll help you. You no, do no, all no, the creative. No, no, no. Why? I'll do the technical and you do the creative. Ugh, go on. What else? Okay. All right, resolutions. Let's make this quick. Oh boy. Okay, I wanted to recap my 2023 New Year's resolutions. I went back and listened to the episode. Okay. And I'm going to judge myself on how well I met my resolutions. Okay, go. Okay, so if I met my resolution, you're going to hear this. If I failed, you're going to hear this. Self-explanatory. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, In 2023, right... At the start of 2023, I resolved to give less fucks about things. <laughs> Guess what? Oh. I failed. Not only did I not give less fucks, I gave more, more, more fucks. <laughs> I somehow ended up in a black hole of giving fucks Great. all year long. Lovely. And it f- fucked with my head. It. I felt like I've spent 2023 living in a ditch. Drinking ditch water, getting Giardia, and shitting my pants. Lovely. Thank you. I felt like a dog all 2023, given the number of fucks I gave. Okay. That's all dogs do is give fucks. They love giving fucks. And that's all I did all year long was give fucks. Okay. Um, I promised to tell people what I really think. <laughs> do you want to you know what I... You want to know what happened? <laughs> nope nope didn't meet that one either i didn't tell a single person what i really thought of them except for me i haven't even told you what i really thought of you either yep uh no you i feel um i can be honest with Mm -hmm. i do tell you what i really think but um 
what I meant was other people in mm-hmm. my life. I was going to start telling them what I really thought. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. I, um, like a dog, once again, I rolled over on my belly and begged to be scratched. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And nobody even jerked me off. Okay. Um, let's see. I promised that I would keep running. Sorry, did you get that comment? I said nobody jerked me off. There's some weirdos who, when a dog rolls over onto its back and exposes itself, like to jerk. Why dogs are you off. explaining your jokes? Because um, I feel like is you that on get... your resolution list? Stop oh, look here! Stop explaining your... jokes. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, it's not on my list. Okay. Um, I promised I would keep running through the year. Your doctor told Guess you what? not to. In fact, right after making this resolution, I threw out my back in a severe way that sidelined me for months. So I can't even run anymore. All I can do is speed walk now. You're a great speed walker. Anyways, so nope, I failed at that one too. Um, and Let's see, in 2023, I promised to do less podcast episodes. <laughs> In favor of doing other creative stuff. Oh, this is a okay, mixed so bag. I did less podcast episodes, but I didn't do any other creative stuff. So then this is a... That no, was both at one time. Didn't, yeah, it didn't do it. Okay, uh, so I'm going to say I failed at that one. Let's see. I said in 2023 I was going to get back to my goal weight. That's awesome. I did do that, thankfully. I'm a little above it right now due to this... uh, Christmas. Holiday eating. It's still 2023, actually, so I failed. I'm just failing everywhere. Um, Let's see. I said I I was going to spend less time on social media. I spent more because I discovered reels on Instagram. Oh my god. Who's that wonderful girl? Could she be any cuter? I don't even know what you're talking about. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. You don't know what I mean? No idea. All right. Anyways, I failed. Um, let's see. I promised I was going to get us a new mattress. We did did go to the store. Yep. I said I was going to plan my 50th birthday trip. I did that for you. You did it. I didn't do it. (laughs) You did it. So, um, I said I was going to read more. You're not reading more? I'm reading less because I discovered (laughs) reels on Instagram and I'm addicted to those. I said I was going to finish my novel. You did? <laughs> yep. I failed at everyone! Oh my God, where did that just go? It flew behind your head. Sorry. Anyways, I failed at every single resolution I made. I'm so every sorry one. for you. So you know what my you know what I'm resolving for in 2024? No more resolutions. No fucking resolutions That's ever awesome. again. Awesome. I'm just going to resign myself to failing. All the time. No resolutions. I'm sorry for you. All right. Um, do you want to recap what we're watching on TV and at the movies? 
<laughs> sure. We what, end this on are, a positive note. Do we... you have any resolutions? Sorry, I'm being self-centered. No. Did you make any resolutions last year? No. Look at you. Wait, you listened to the thing. Did I make any? No, you didn't. Make yeah. Any. You don't do that. I don't do that. Are you going to do any this year? No. Do you have any anything you think about when you think about 2024? I'm dreading it, but that's okay. Why? Because the election. Oh, let's not talk about that. Yeah, see? All right. You're not a nice person. Um, vote Joe Biden. Okay. Um, Let's see. All right. So, all right, uh, 2024 is going to be a shit show. That we agree on. All right, let's see. Um, I just saw a movie recently that I really liked, Godzilla Minus One. Yeah, you went without me. I went with our daughter. I know you did. Space Unicorn. I didn't say you didn't go with a, somebody else. I said you didn't go with me. And we had a rollicking good time. Mm. You yeah. always have a rollicking good time with our daughter. Um, Getting Starbucks. <laughs> Don't you fucking start on my Starbucks. <laughs> I love Starbucks. I have a new favorite drink there. I gotta stop with this. <laughs> this dragon drink. Have you ever hear of this? Mm-hmm. You know it? Have you had it? Do you like it? I mean, I wouldn't get it on a regular basis. Well, so it's this bright pink drink. That right there can't be good for you. It's like neon pink. And I, of course, get the biggest size. The venti. Right. And then I ask for light ice. So they'll put more of the drink in there. <laughs> but I don't think they do actually put more of the drink. I think they fill up the drink first and then they put the ice in. So I get, think you get the same amount of drink no matter what. But I asked them to put in three scoops of the um, dragon berries, the dragon fruits. One isn't enough. And then when you're done drinking it, you get right? to eat the berries. All the little berries mix in with the ice. And like I play a little game. Like I <laughs> which eat the, one's ice and which uh, one's yeah, dragon yeah. <laughs> I eat the ice and then I, I like to be surprised at how much um, berries versus ice I get in each bite. What do you think about that? <laughs> Isn't that fun? So fun. I feel like you disapprove of my game. Oh my god, you're so ridiculous. Anyway, so that's what I do. I get these dragon drinks now. I love them. Um, maybe I should discover a new drink. I have a gingerbread uh, oat milk chai. <sighs> too sweet. That's what you like? Um, no, I only had it once. I don't like the too sweet drinks. That's the you only thing. You could put less shots in it. Yeah, I do. I get the low. I get no sugar or the no, lowest the amount si- possible. No syrup. Like they put like four syrup shots in it. But all that syrup is right. sugar. It's syrupy sugar so if you say i want two shots not four no (laughs) i can't do it okay i have to have my drink dragon drink all right dragon drink um is that gonna be your nickname yep call me dragon drink uh okay um so anyways yes we did go to starbucks when we saw godzilla (laughs) minus one it's true Mm -hmm. um but I really enjoyed Godzilla Minus One. Great. You're going to talk about it? Because I didn't see it. Well, one of the things I learned is that um, Japanese men from World War II cried a lot. Why from World War II? Well, this is when it takes place. Um, and because they, um, first of all, they were at war, right? 
And kind of one of the things the movie explores, one of the things that makes this not just a Godzilla movie, okay, is they kind of get into what it must feel like when your own country um, values you so little that they expect you to die, right, in fighting the war, right? It's not you go off to war and do the best you can and try to make it back, right? That's sort of what we think of when we think about going to war as um, citizens of the United States, right? The goal is to come back, mm-hmm. right? Well, this wasn't the case for many um, Japanese men. Um, they set the expectation that if you came back alive, you were to be shunned and you were dishonorable and you should kill yourself, that's lovely. Right? And so that's one of the themes kind of that the movie grapples with, right? And um, I don't want to give away too much, but um, sort of the central character is kind of caught up in that particular dilemma, right? And it involves fighting Godzilla um, over time. He has multiple encounters with Godzilla. Um, so... You know, where was I going with this? Yeah, um, so it's it's more this? than it's more than just a monster movie. Got it. It is very Go character it. driven. It's good, and it involves this particular Japanese guy uh, crying a lot um, okay. and emoting a lot, and all of the other Japanese men do the same thing too in the movie. Okay, and I don't see I don't see that as a sign of weakness, actually. Right, unlike me. I admire any man who can be emotive, right? What else did you see? Um, that's the only movie I've seen. I don't know. We saw this other movie here at home the other night. I forget what it was called. The one with these robots. The Creator? The Creator. We saw The Creator. Did you like that? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. I didn't care for it. You fell asleep. Yep. It was corny. Then we read. Then we watched Fry, fry Bread. Face oh, fry bread face. <laughs> fry bread face. That was good. I liked it. It reminded me of the show Reservation Dogs, sort of, um, <clears throat> in that I think it uh, it was. I think, God, don't don't crucify me if I get this wrong. Um, I think it was written by um, a Native American slash Indian person, um, and it deals kind of with. Um, modern people living on a reservation, right? I think it was about culture. Yeah. But you have this kid, right? Yeah. This kid, he's like 11, 12. Um, he's 11. 11, and his parents send him to go live with his grandmother in Arizona on a Navajo reservation. Um, so it's about that the culture shock of going to live with his grandmother who he cannot communicate with because she refused to learn English. Um, he meets up with his cousin there, fry bread face. <laughs> fry bread face is her name. Yeah. 
uh, <clears throat> they give her, and it's actually an affectionate name. Um, and um, there's a bunch of cast of characters around these two. And I think there's also, um, the movie kind of deals with, too, this kid's emerging feelings of queerness. Mm-hmm. That was a theme in the movie, too. And mm-hmm. I think being being a Native American slash Indian <clears throat> um, and having to deal with that. There's some really interesting stuff going on mm-hmm. in that movie. I like that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there was something going on with the uncle that I thought was very interesting. Like the uncle. <clears throat> so I'm going to give some spoilers for, um, was it my summer with fry bread face? It was fry bread face and me. Okay. The movie is called fry bread face and me. So I'm going to give a minor spoiler for this. So here we go. <clears throat> the uncle is really mean to the main kid. What's his name? Do you remember? Benny. Benny. Um, he's really mean to Benny. Um, he seems to uh, dislike Benny because <clears throat> Benny's very expressive and sort of is showing a flair for um, some theatricality and um, artsiness. Right, he wears like um, sometimes he wears like a skirt, um, paints his, you know lets his aunt paint his fingernails, puts on lipstick in one scene, and he's not like overtly sort of masculine. He's got very long hair. Um, <clears throat> That's part of the culture. Well, it's not though because if you look at all of his uncles, they, they are short. all dressed like cowboys, like from That's all the they American do is the West. Rodeo. Um, it's deeper than that. Because the one uncle that I'm talking about that mm-hmm. he has an antagonistic relationship with is not a professional rodeo rider. He's a wannabe. And in fact, when he tries to go and actually ride a bull, he gets fucked up beyond belief. He breaks his ribs, his face gets busted, he gets a concussion. He's like, it's seriously fucked up. He's like a poser, right? And like the grandmother is talking to Benny and explaining to him about why he should grow his hair long, right? Because it's part of their, um, it's part of their cultural traditions of maintaining knowledge. She tells him, you know, you accumulate knowledge in your hair and you accumulate strength in your hair and you should keep it long. That's what she tells him. Mm-hmm. Right. But all the men in his life around him all have like incredibly short cropped hair. Right. So anyways, there are strong vibes coming off of this uncle towards the kid that he hates him, right? Because he, uh, at one point, he calls him a faggot, right? Do you remember that? Right? The thing I thought was interesting, at the beginning of the movie, the uncle's like, see that shed over there? Stay out of there. That's for cowboys only, right? The uncle dresses like a cowboy. And when Benny goes into the shed, what does he see there? This beautifully carved, um, this stone carving of a head, right? Yeah, a bust that his uncle made of his grandfather, right? And so, like, clearly his uncle is this, like, incredibly talented artist, right? Um, And has the ability to do this amazing artistic expression, but he's repressing it all, Right? 
I, I don't know. Did you not pick up on that? I did. Yeah. So that's sort of, that was my, um, that's one of the things I pulled out of the movie. I didn't think he hated Benny. He just didn't know him. But my point is he was transferring his feelings about himself. Well, yeah. And then it- onto Benny, who was um, unencumbered enough to be himself. Right? Right. And he was doing the thing that toxic men love to do to children who. Um, when they're in the presence of and they feel insecure about themselves, right? They bully the kid mm-hmm. and they, um, you know, transfer their feelings about themselves onto the, the target. Anyways, I just, I'm not a psychologist. I don't fucking know. Okay? Got it. That's Fry. You like the movie? That's Frybed Frace and me. I loved it. Good pick. We must have seen other things. No, and you're like, I can I just say something I admire about you? What? You're like, let's just watch this. <laughs> it's not that. And it turns out to be wonderful. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I sit there for fucking hour trying to pick something. I'm like, is this the right thing? Is it going to be good enough? Is it going to waste my time? How do I know if I like it? And somehow you have the confidence just to click the button and watch it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Very impressive. Okay, so those are the only movies we've seen. Um, let's see. We watched Upload Season 3 on Amazon Prime. That's a show about people getting uploaded into a virtual afterlife. I really liked it. I'm finding Upload Season 3 to be better. I'm finding Upload to get better as it goes along. I'm yeah. enjoying it more. I was kind of sad that Upload Season 3 was over. Um all right, last but not least, we're near the end of The Crown Season mm-hmm. 6. And there's a lot of people out there saying they don't like The Crown Season 6. I fucking love it. I love everything related to the British monarchy. All of it. There was this episode where Tony Blair, the Prime Minister um, of, of England at the time that Diana died, um... He's um, he's trying to convince the queen to modernize the monarchy, okay? Uh, to save money and kind of have a better image in the eyes of the public. Well, this Queen Elizabeth takes him seriously. And then she, she interviews everyone on her staff. And we get a whole episode, basically, of her going around and talking to all the people who work for her. Right, so they have a master of swans, right? Like this guy who takes care of the fucking swans, right? And then they have um, the um, the captain of cutlery in China, right? This old guy whose job it is to take care of all of the china, and you know, you get like two minutes of him showing Queen Elizabeth how he folds all of the napkins by hand, and she's amazed. And then you have, um, what else was there? They get the point. There's like a whole bunch of these different things. But what I'm trying to tell you is, um, she concludes basically, she goes back to Tony Blair and she's like, um, 
I think you're wrong. I think the people of Eng- what we have here is special, actually. And we have hundreds of years of tradition, and all of these people who work for me are the holders of that tradition. And the people look to us to find some magic in their lives. And these people are all part of keeping that magic alive. And I'm not getting rid of them. Fuck you, Tony Blair. Get the fuck out of my office. And she kicks him out, basically. And then the episode ends with she has a big smile on her face. This is for Queen Elizabeth. I love Queen Elizabeth. Are you going to follow the monarch? I would go work for her if she was still alive. I was going to say. I'd be the master of podcasts for her. <laughs> master podcaster? Something. Something for her. I want to be something for Queen Elizabeth. Mm. I don't know. There are a lot of people who watch this show and they say they came out of this not liking her. I like her more. What do you think what do about you that? What like about her? <sighs> she reminds me of my grandmother a lot. No nonsense. Just unflappable. Um, you know, I don't know. Listen, I'm sure there are lots of people, if they, if anyone actually listened to this, um, tell me all the reasons I should hate Queen Elizabeth, right? Colonialism, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I get it. Okay. But there is something to the magic right, of the traditions of the monarchy. The master of swans. Maybe the problem with the world now is we don't have more masters of swans. We have all of these swans out here floating around on lakes without masters. Right? They're not being taken care of. There's not somebody watching out for these swans. Don't seem impressed. Maybe that's the wrong thing to be latching onto in this show, that we need more people taking care of swans. I think that they're like the point they were trying to make was that the people that she ended up speaking with, like to a normal human being, it seems like a waste of money and time to have these positions. But what she learned by talking to them was like how much pride they had in their jobs. And how serious that they actually took those jobs. Yeah. That they were important, traditional. Yeah, absolutely. Cultural part of the whole yeah. thing. I agree with you. Yeah. I love that take. That's true. All right. See how I said that in like 30 seconds and less? <laughs> what? You're saying I talk too much? <laughs> you just like go on. I don't know. Okay. Well, don't listen. Okay. Get up and leave. I don't know what to tell you. I have things I need to get out. You know this about me. If I don't say say them, they get bottled up in here, in my head. <laughs> Thank God you have this portal to transfer your thoughts onto well, recording forever and ever. Let's go, back. let's go back to where we started. I don't think I'm going to have this much longer. Mm. It's almost over. I don't know how long we're going to do this for. Well, all right. Well, so <clears throat> let's drive us to the end here. This yep. is the end of the 2023 slash 2024 holiday special. That's it. We haven't even gotten a 2024. I did. We said no New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. This is going to be out. It's going to, you know, we're putting this out in two oh, days. I see, I see, it's going to span. Got it. 23, okay? yeah, 24. That's it. So listen, listeners. 
Um, we gave you an hour and 40 minute long podcast. God, I knew you went on too long. You're sitting over there sleeping. I'm going to throw a piece of paper at Stomping Jen to wake her up. Um, I knew it was too long. So hopefully, the, um, hopefully it was worth the wait. I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know when we'll be back next, honestly. Uh-huh. I have no fucking idea. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll do an alien show. Somebody else will do the alien show with you. There's nobody. I have no one in my That's life. Not true. You're it. People you talk to about no. aliens. There's nobody who will come and talk to me. I have no one. You're it. Isn't that sad? That's not true. Who, tell me one person I have, please. Who would come and do this? Our brother-in-law has been on this with you. Don't I? Have no one. Do you understand me? There's me. Without you, I would sit here alone in front of this podcasting board and would play this violin music. All right. And I would say to people, people, do you even listen to this? Who am I talking to? What should I talk about? I don't have my stomping gen to look at. <laughs> oh my god. To laugh at the things I say. Are you done? Can we be done? Okay, hold on. Let me just, I don't know how to stop this. You do know how to stop it. Alright, hold on. Um... Okay, uh, I think I do that. Okay, good. All right. Um, are we ending? Yeah. All right, so Stomping Jen. Yeah. Um, and to all of our listeners, I want to wish you a... I hope the end of your 2023 was a good one. I hope it's shaping up to be the best year you ever had. I hope 2024 is even better. Although if 2023 is the best year you ever had, 2024 better be really good. Seriously. And there's a lot of stuff coming up in 2024 that's looking like this year might go in the shitter. Yeah, let's not. Right? It's too late at night to talk about that. All right, what time is it? All right, time it's, to go. It's that's ten, what ti- it's, time to go. Yeah, it's after 10 at night. Can we go watch Shut something? Up. It's after 10 o'clock. Yeah, can we go watch something? Yes, please. You kept me up till 2 a.m. last night watching this cult show. I know. All right. Um, listeners, as I was saying before Stomping Jen interrupted me, I was trying to end the show. I want to thank you all, okay? I want to just for a minute, can I just say... To our listeners in Ukraine, um, I spent a bunch of advertising dollars there in Ukraine to reach you, and I'm so glad you're here with us, okay? I am really sorry that um, this Biden, that we have this, um, Biden wasn't able to get you more money, right, to fight this Putin. So I've had enough of these dictators, right? Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe Putin will poison my Christmas tea. All right. I see you're getting frustrated. You want me to end, and I somehow I'm not able to end it. Why do you think that is? All right. I'm going to go. No, don't leave me. Please. 
sorry. Stompington is taking off her headphones. She's standing up. Listeners, have a great 2024. I hope it gets off to a good start. Thank you for listening. Um, wait, you didn't say your thing. Say it. You have That's to say your thing. thing. Bye now. No, you have a different thing that you say. <laughs> different thing. Bye now is mine. You say it's it's um, Spanish. Say it. <laughs> it's Spanish. Yeah, say it. Adios. Okay, um, everyone. Um, Bye now. We love you, and we'll see you again when we see you. Take care, and um, um, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, bye now. This world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity. And that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed by the binding force of mutual respect and love. I shall never cease to do what little I can to help the world advance along that road. 